the Po Boys <clears throat> with Pete. And sick you boys. Know you love them. Coming to you live. Down with the sickness. I am actually recording from my childhood home. Oh, that must be nice. Having one of those. Oh, yeah, that, that was a trigger for you. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I mean, We record l- this the day you're listening to it, if you listen to it the day it came out. And that's how dedicated we are to you, the fans. And I'm going to check the stats. And if nobody listens to this today, when it comes out at night, oof. We thought about, I thought about, just skipping this whole week for the holidays. Because Pete and I's schedules have been... Um, We've had pretty good luck, by and large. I mean, the whole time we've been doing this podcast, we've had pretty good luck with our schedules aligning. Mm-hmm. Um, but last year for the holidays... We make time for the fans. Break, I think. And so we didn't have to record the week of. We were able to bank. But this year, there's no break in sight. It's going clear through to January. Well, and then, Josh, what did what text did I send you? I, did you got to do a bar call today? No. I... You made that suggestion that we do more episodes next week, and I said, oh, but yeah. our fans. Yes. <laughs> but but the poets, Josh, the poets. our fans. <laughs> so. It's um, for you, Poheads. Hope your holidays were good, Poheads. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, how many times have you seen Rise of Skywalker now? I saw it again the, the morning after you and I recorded our last episode. All right. Um, I, on the last episode we recorded, the pre and post, on the post segment there, I, uh, I said I didn't think the things that I thought would bother me, bothered me as much as I thought. Mm-hmm. Or there, there were things I said, if these things happened, I will be upset. And they did happen. And yeah, pretty much like each, thought. each one. But then I woke up Friday morning and I was very upset. Uh, and in hindsight, I can now call that first episode what it was, um, denial, the denial phase of Dabda. And I have since moved on to anger. And let me tell you, I have not moved past it. Mm-hmm. Friday morning, I went to see that bad boy a second time. And then I went to the gym, just the, just the angriest bench pressing you ever did see. Not a lot of weight, mind you, but a lot of anger. Really? Um, yeah, I went back on Letterbox and took away my like. <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, Did you I'm put it really back? No. Okay. I'm not, I'm not very happy. I can't wait for bargaining, Pete. I can't wait for bargaining. But right now, it's anger. How many? You've seen it? What? You probably seen it four times by now. I've five? seen it. I've seen it four times. Wow. And I just like it more and more. Really? Now. My my hometown, so my hometown has one movie theater, and it serves, it's the movie theater for, like, the county. It's the Toshi, Toshi station of your... Yeah, it's the Toshi station town. to get those power converters slash movies. Yeah. So, movies are a big deal, and I saw, at the fourth time in my hometown, it was packed. Like, mm-hmm. this is 200 people... What and um, I saw this Monday, the 23rd, okay. the 23rd, and people are cheering and people are like, the energy is like what I thought it would be. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause I didn't, our screening, yeah, not, 
not a huge amount of energy in either of the screenings I was at. Which, to, like when Force Awakens came out, saw it seven times in seven days. Every time I went, which I'm starting, I I have a new theory that the people that saw it Thursday and Friday were like the massive Star Wars fans. Yeah, and now the casual fans, the casual fans really, really, really like goers. it. Yeah. Well, I actually kind of. It's a little goofy story, but it was a story. Uh, I can't help but beg to differ in that Rise of Skywalker got the worst cinema score of any Star Wars movie. And cinema score is something they get. It's like exit polls from a movie. That being said, the worst cinema score a Star Wars movie has ever gotten is a B plus. But it is it is something. It is a hit, I guess. Or mm-hmm. you, you know, the media is is taking it as a hit. So that is that is curious. Yeah, well, these articles, too, it's like it has done the worst in the box office of any of the three movies, but yeah, it's still that. higher than everybody else. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really the whisperings around it make it seem like there was a lot maybe going on behind the scenes to try to make it not The Last Jedi in terms of divisiveness, and because I guess Last Jedi, while it made a lot of money, didn't, you know, necessarily set the world on fire like Force Awakens does. And it seems like they have, from those perspectives, from the variables that they were looking at, that <coughs> dipped from 7 to 8, it seems that those variables dipped again from 8 to 9. Yeah, well, I'm curious also if Last Jedi was also so high because of the strong showing of Force Awakens. So, so many people that love Forced Awakens were like, I'm going to give this a second try. And then you had the second watch. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have, like, from casual fans, all of them really like it. Um, if you talk to people on Twitter, all of them hate it. Or, well, yeah, our, our Twitter account is, yeah. Or they're, the people that love it are like, you need to get over it. And just, you know, it, watch it and enjoy it. <laughs> Thanks. Which then Thanks triggers the tip. then triggers the Raylos even more. Oh, brother. I It is a weird... It must be very strange to be a Raylo with, with that movie. Mm-hmm. It's so that just seems like a bitter twist. Like some sort of uh, terrible genie granting their wish. Um, the people I have spoken to, my friends and stuff that have seen it, you are the one who likes it the most. You are the only person I have spoken to that has unreservedly got affection for this movie. I will say that. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty upset about it. Um, I found myself upset about the big things and then slowly, uh, through my push day workout, coming up with more things that I didn't like. So I'll be curious. I mean, I'll probably I'll probably go see it in the theater again at some point. I've got a very open week ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And I suspect at that point I will be very angry and the movie won't be as anger-inducing as it is in my memory. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty... Well, pretty we, we also have tonight. differing views on how you enjoy these movies. So for me, I've said this a couple times in the pod. Lightsaber quota. <laughs> um, I look at these movies in an age of streaming. So if there's something I don't like, I just skip it. Oh. 
right? Like very true. I'm so, not a huge fan of all of the like vivid Jabba scenes because that thing is gross. So I skip it. Of who? Jabba, like Return of oh, the Jedi. Yeah, 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 yeah. So for me, if there's something I don't like, Man. I'm just not gonna watch it anymore. And there's there no really is something to be learned from that. There's like zero consequence to it. Um, yeah. Now I consume media like nobody I've ever met, but for me, that is able to kind of take away the stuff I don't like and leave me to just enjoy what parts of the product I really do like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I think you know at the our plan currently is to sort of vaguely talk around the. We'll, we'll talk about the movie as it comes up. I think we're probably just assuming anyone who's listening to this has seen the movie. But uh, um, I I posted on the Twitter that we'll give them a week. Okay. So well, that that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we're gonna do another dedicated episode yet. I suspect we haven't really talked about it, but probably I would think once we're done with the Mandalorian and we're not doing two episodes every week. The movie's all our filler week. episodes. Yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty safe bet, and we'll keep you apprised as I move through uh, Dabda. You know, denial, anger. Bargaining, depression, acceptance, uh, in terms of this film, I'll get back to you. I got the visual dictionary. To, so, yeah. like I bought the Oh, yeah, I did too. And then I just I didn't even bring it home for holidays. I just needed a break. I just needed a break, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, no Star Wars. No Star Wars for Christmas for me. <laughs> I just took a breather from it. Um, but I will say, and I, when I sat down to watch this episode of Resistance on Sunday, the day it aired... Um, I already was making kind of a narrative in my head of like, this is really kind of unfair to this episode of Star Wars Resistance. If I didn't mm-hmm. have this podcast, I wouldn't be watching it right now. I just need to take a breather from Star Wars, take a breather from the galaxy. And it's unfair to this episode because I'm going to come in and this episode is not going to be what I need it selfishly, I guess, to be because of where I'm at with the movie. Um, I, this episode is fantastic. It it was it was a good episode. I really liked it. I, really liked it. I, I don't know if it was it might not hit all the blocks for you, but I it was it ended up being the the, the piece of Star Wars content I needed at that time. Is this I the really first two parter that we've seen, or was there it's one the, in? Um, it's the first for season two it's for the sure. Two parter that's not split up. I think or no, there was a two parter at the end of season one. Uh huh. Yeah, the finale. The finale was a two parter last year. But I think they aired it like at the same back to back, yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, this was a good episode. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I was, I mean, my like my issues with this season still stand. In terms of, I don't, I feel like Poe in Last Jedi. Like, what's the plan, Holdo? What's the plan? And maybe Holdo has a plan, but I don't know what it is, and so I'm getting frustrated. Um, and I still don't totally understand what the clause of this plan is because they're like, okay, well, we can only hang around here so long, and then we got to go. Hey, go where? What's the difference between being here and being literally anywhere else? But besides that, look, Sonara is freaking awesome. Yeah. She was so cool in this episode. Her fight scene with the axe guy was like top-notch action. And then her and, um, well, I'm blanking on character names now. So that's my, uh, that's my relationship with Star Wars at the moment. Yeager, that's the guy. (laughs) When her and Yeager fight him again at the end, and the set pieces changed a bunch, and I uh, the guest the guest stars were really good. I loved V Diggs 
anytime he shows up, he's in Kimmy Schmidt. He pops up. He pops up in Blackish. Obviously famous from Hamilton. He's really good. And then Joe Manganiello of what I will argue is one of the greatest films of the last 10 years, Magic Mike XXL. Come at me. I will go to bat for that film so hard. You have no idea. And Joe Manganiello is a prince in that movie. Uh, I will say Joe Manganiello seemed to be doing an impression of Star Wars' favorite son, voice actor, Clancy Brown, to the point where I was like, boy, why don't they ever just let Clancy Brown do a different voice? But then it was actually Joe Manganiello doing that voice. Um, but I really like both those those guest stars and their characters. Oh, there's one other I'm... one, too. Oh. Oh! Yes, the cow man. I forget who that was. Uh, Fred Armisen. Right, Yeah. Um, so anyway, about those other two guest stars that I really Oh, like. not a big fr- Fred Armisen guy. Okay. He's whatever. I don't I don't have any particular issues with it, but he's not one of my... Uh, oh. I'm not, like, excited to hear he's in something. Oh, I really like Documentary Now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would say my only mild complaint with this episode that I'll get right out of the way, and I'll go right back into it, is... Oh, I you complaining that... today. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Pete. I'll let you take it from here. What I loved about this episode was that we put a sense of urgency for the cast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now that we have Rise of Skywalker to also provide background and context, it also makes it more urgent. And um, we know, you know what characters are in it, what characters are not in it for Rise of Skywalker. No spoilers. So <laughs> we'll it, see. I'm sure there are still many screen grabs to come. So it puts a sense of urgency in it. And it, for me, it's like, yeah, we can lose these characters now. Before- well, except Kaz, who is, of course, one of the Knights of Ren. That was crazy. Oh, sorry. We're waiting until next week. We're waiting until next week. Yeah. Um, Kaz being a Knight of, of Kaz, um, mm-hmm. he just keeps hanging out in the background. He's the one that was tripping all over yeah, the place. Yeah, the Knights of Ren constantly tripping. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't know if they put that in the final take, but yeah, we that might have been in the work print that we saw—the three and a half hour work print that made everything make sense. So that was that's what I really enjoyed about this episode. Was now we kind of have a more definitive idea of where the characters are. But that has nothing to do with the episode. That just has to do with having seen the movie. No, it well it adds the context to it. So like. The because they also up the urgency of what's happening, Mm -hmm. right? Like at the very end of the episode, you don't know what's happening to Heger and Sonara. Um, there's just that explosion. Uh, The um, first order, you know, is clearly winning again. We get insight into the bounty hunters that do work with them. Um, what is what is um, Joe Maganello's character's name? I'm pretty sure it's literally Axe something. Axe Tagrin. Is that it? Oh, it's Axe to Grind. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. So that's a... That's my that's my Raylo card right there. <clears throat> for what? Dumb name? I had, a, I had a square for somebody having a preposterous name. Yeah, I'll have to pull that bad boy up. Um, I Wow, if you hadn't looked it up, I wouldn't have ever figured that out. Man, I am crushing Raylo Bingo. Um, yeah, overwrought, adjective, verb, noun, turned name. I think that's going to count. Yeah, that would count. Crushing it. 
crushing it. I almost forgot we had those. So that's cool. That's cool. I'll have to mark that one off. Um, so back to my one um, little nitpick with the episode is I think David Diggs' character, whose name I can't remember, the Resistance um, guy. Norath. Yes. Norath Kev. He just, the, he just, the character design seems sort of plain, I guess, is all. He didn't really stand what out. Is, He's just like a green guy with big eyes. He is a, a Duros. Like, He's a Duros. Yeah, like Cad Bane, I think. Yeah. It just sort of felt like they had um, two new characters, Axe to Grind and Divi Diggs' character, and they put all of the um, imagination into the character design of one of those characters, mm-hmm. Axe to Grind, so much so that he looks like something Rob Liefeld came up with in, like, 1996. Um, but, I mean, yeah, small complaint. Like, I wouldn't buy an action figure of that character. Well, I'm not buying action figure of any character. Um yeah, fun episode. Great action. Great adventure. Well, so, listeners, Duros are... They have been in one of the live actions so far. A New Hope. A New Hope. They might... Yeah, I think you might be right. And then they are a fan favorite in, like, the comics, movies, and TV shows. Yeah, I mean, in large part due to Clone Wars, I think. Cad Bane, one of the original characters from that show, is a Duros with a more regular-sized head. Yeah, there's there's one in the Aftermath books. There's one in the Battle yeah. um, Battlefront. Mm-hmm. Um, they may be the same, or because there's one in the comics as well that I think might be the same one that's in Battlefront. Oh, really? There's one in the Poe Dameron comic as well. Mm-hmm. I was like a friend of Poe's mom. I don't know. But yeah, they, they pop up a lot more in the uh, expanding universe than they do in the movies. Right? Mm-hmm. And this is the and first like... one of non-blue color. Right, they're usually blue with red eyes. Mm-hmm. Which is like a cool thing. I mean, I feel like the only color variation they do are the humans and the Twi'leks, who I hate. Yeah. So, um, right. adding on to well, some... The, Nicto, the Nictos or whatever, we've seen some variants yeah. there. So, adding um, adding some... Um, different colors, different perspectives is a welcome site. Sure. I haven't gone back to check, but uh, now that I'm back looking at the Twitter, now that the movie's out, I saw somebody ask, and Matt Martin of the story group confirm that somewhere in this episode in the background is a Kalish, which is General Grievous's species. Like pre-cyborg General Grievous. And somewhere in the background is one of those type characters. And that's always been something very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I need to, I'm, I may have to go back and uh, root around in there and see if I can spot it. Interesting. But I, from what I can tell, that's that's confirmed that that's in there. So, so it's that's exciting. it's not Captain Athano? Mm-hmm. I feel like we'd both re- recognize it if it was. What's not Captain Athano? Well, Captain Athano wears a Kalish mask, but is not, a, is not Kalish. Captain Ath- His mask is way different. Sorry? His mask is way different. He has a Kali- it's got like he on has it. a Kalish mask, hmm. um, and they have. So he's pulling a he's pulling a Boba Fett cultural appropriation. We could have an episode on cultural appropriation. Yeah, we're we're the two that should do that. Yeah, we're the Star Wars podcast. The two white white guys. The two white that. guys that are gonna culture explain other people's cultures. That, that yeah, sounds about. That's like a great idea. That sounds about. That sounds like a good idea. 
I'll pencil that in so, for next week. Let's pencil that in for New Year's Day. Let's start the decade off right. 2020 head By start. White splaining Star White splaining Star Wars. AKA Rise of Skywalker. No big deal. Um, more. Uh, yeah, I really liked this episode. I, I, you know, I was in a bad mood. The movie left me kind of disappointed, and this episode was really good. And anytime Sonara shows up, it's really cool. Mm-hmm. I really like that character. I thought Axe to Grind was a solid kind of bit villain, um, who was just just dangerous and goofy looking enough for the part he needed to play yeah and yeah i mean just great action just great action look one of my complaints about rise of skywalker was i don't care for the action but whatever action in this was really cool and i liked that the the setting changed a bit you know you had from night to day and at the end you had like that lightning storm and stuff Mm -hmm. and it it really felt like you were moving places which again i think the show in this season has been very guilty of a sort of stasis mm-hmm. so that we saw as much as we did throughout the course of this episode was really exciting to me i'm excited for part two i really did think we would get a break at some point this season it does seem like we're gonna barrel straight through to the end yeah i think they're just gonna finish It'd be weird for them to take a break at the end of january i don't think they will yeah it just seems that um they're gonna finish this up and then we'll probably get some um announcement of clone wars right that they had said february for that mm-hmm. i'm curious if they'll stick to it yeah that'll be that'll uh, be interesting they, i think i think january will once rise of skywalker has settled we'll start to get um more talk about what's to follow mm-hmm. um i read quick tag on the end not totally related i i picked up the rise of kylo ren number one comic mm-hmm. book that came out the day before rise of skywalker i didn't read it before the movie i didn't want to have anything extra floating around my head before the movie uh, but i read it after mm-hmm. um it's just pretty interesting i mean it will it, it's got it's definitely got some cool knights of ren stuff in it um i think it to me further obfuscates the backstory of the sequel trilogy. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that comic book's out there in the wild if you want to check it out. I'm probably going to just wait for the trade in May. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's all the Star Wars I got going on. For me, I bought the Visual Dictionary. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got that. I a friend of mine posed a very interesting question. A friend of mine watching after watching Rise of Skywalker, he liked it so much, he wants to start reading the books. So mm. he was like, "Where should I start reading the books?" And I'm like, "What did you well, do? Because you've read way more. I've than read me. a lot, but I also skip things like that Darth Maul book. No interest. Asajj Ventress book. Darth no Maul? interest. Um." There's a Darth I believe book. so. Hmm. I think it's one of the pre-episode um, one books. There's the Darth Plagueis book too. Um, well, that's not that's that's Legends, the Plagueis one. Is Plagueis Legends now? Okay. Yeah. Um, and Darth Maul is a comic book. I don't know that there's a novel about Darth Maul. So I've been thinking like, what? Because he wants to go like beginning, beginning. So like, is that mm-hmm. the Dooku book, which is like. How they got to that is that the Obi-Wan Qui-Gon Jinn book, which is like their mission where Qui-Gon realizes 
that he's on a different path now, and it explains why he is not on the Jedi Council, because they offer it to him and he says no. Or do you just start with the episode one novelization, which I've never read, and then move on from there? Because I, I, I cherry pick. Like, I didn't, wa- I didn't read the right. solo book. I didn't read the Rogue One book. I think I only read one of the uh, Leia books. I read Bloodline, but I don't think I read the other one. Um, if there is another one. Well, and that's a tricky proposition because the beginning is always changing. You know, the the books are not released in any kind of chronological order. The books come out all over. Actually, the place. that's not true. Um, the books they put in on a timeline. So if you look at any of the um, Del Rey books now that are set. Um, post Disney buying them, they put all of them in order. Right, but they're not released. They're not released in order. Yep, that's right. Like that timeline will be obsolete whenever the very next book. Mm-hmm. Comes and even if you're reading whatever the first thing is on that timeline currently, there's nothing to say. You know, two years ago they didn't have that Padme book, and they didn't have that Obi Wan. Oh, Padme book. book. Yeah, there's that one too. So if you're reading whatever came first, and then those come out, all of a sudden you're not reading mm-hmm. what came first. I don't know. I really like a lot of the Marvel comics. That would be all my recommendations would come from there. But I haven't read the books like you have. I tried. I did try. Well, my, yeah, the, the one I would like immediately suggest is the Ahsoka book. But... Hmm, okay. I did read that one. Yeah. But I'm also still in the, like... I'm re-watching Rebels right now. Nice. And I just finished Fallen Order. So, like, that whole time period is, like... That's kind of where I'm at. I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Book, it's, it's interesting that specifically they're hungry for the books. Because, mm-hmm. like, if somebody came to me and was like, oh, I want more, I would point them toward Clone Wars or, like, a show. Mm-hmm. Clone Wars or Rebels. But, yeah, I don't, I can't speak to the books. I'll be curious uh, if that pursuit pays off for them, if they end up liking the books or, or not. I mean, there's obviously there's people that like them. They're not for me. But, uh, yeah, they definitely have a really, really hungry fan base out there. So, I have the title for the next episode, which is episode 13, which means we'll be six left after this. That's crazy. So, the official description is Kaz and Norath try to help their friends while being pursued by a deadly bounty hunter. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. So, I think the word, I would would probably change the word deadly, because I would be shocked (laughs) if... To overall. Yeah. Or to a swole bounty hunter. Metal AF. Yeah. Because Sonara put some work on him, and then Yeager, yeah. you know. Oh, she gave him this work. Yeah. Like, she she did, she, you know, put in the work and left, left some scars for him, but... Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not oh. on the story group. We don't write this stuff, so... Not anymore. Yeah, we retired. Uh, look, axe to grind. You got axe, and then you push a button, and it becomes like a vibro lightsaber axe or whatever. But like, you already have an axe. Like it's an axe. It's already an axe. But he has an axe. Like it's not like Kylo Ren is running around with a sword, and then he hits a button, and then a lightsaber comes on over his sword. Come on, man. Well, it stunned her. It didn't kill her. It's like when she would get hit by it. Hmm. Oh. 
Yeah, because mm, like it 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 caused her, so Sonara. This is kind of like um c- canon stuff, but you know you're not going to see this on the TV show. This is kind of behind the scenes stuff. Sonara has a bad back from um, her pirate days. She does do yoga mm-hmm. on the Colossus, lifting cannonballs. Yeah, lifting mm-hmm. things. So there was a flare up of her previous back issues. Which is why, um, when he stunned her, it led to that uh, previous back flare-up. And, um, Josh, as you know, I have, you know, bad knees from all of those Mm -hmm. so heavy, 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 heavy weights. Um, When Jon Favreau tried to pull a prank on me, it did not work out for him, but it did come with a cost for me. So I get flare-ups for my knees once in a while. Um, and that's kind of mm-hmm. what was happening with Sonara. Good to know. Good to know. So, um, we will, this is our last episode of the year. Um, that's not true for resistance and, oh, gotcha. um, for Poe boys. So we will not, not Pedro boys. boys. Um, they're two set there. They're two think, think star Wars and Pixar, but the Disney umbrella, um, these are two separate entities, and we have multiple LLCs. So, totally. to our listeners all over the world, whether you live in the United States or other places that are not the United States, see ya! <laughs>